Bo, 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 bo. Oh, hello there, Jessica. It's me, <laughs> your old friend, Bing Crosby. Bing, I was not expecting to see you. <laughs> I wasn't expecting to be here either, to be honest. Bo, 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 bo. But it's a busy time for me, and I thought I gotta check in on my old friend's Sadie Hawkins pod. Oh, well, that's very kind of you. I suppose it would be a busy season. You have a number of love songs, I guess. That's right. And as a spirit risen from the dead, I'm only able to walk the earth during holiday season. So I got a long list of things to finish up before I go back where I belong. No, spirits, don't take me back yet. I'm an alcoholic, I'm a part of the machine That makes you grab your wallet when we write the country songs To keep the country folks singing along Hello everyone and welcome to Sandy Hawkins Pod <laughs> You launched into that so quickly Like, I guess I had to cut the song in between But like literally the last syllable of the bit left my mouth and you're just like hello everyone like you cut it off you've never done that before you cut the bit off hello everyone and welcome to sadie hawkins pod hello happy valentine's day to everyone here we are your valentines your valentines your podcast valentines in your ear holes when you invite someone into your body on valentine's day who better than oh. us in your ears? We certainly hope we're there consensually. Someone isn't forcing you to listen to us. Oh, I was going to say, like, yeah, I mean, podcasts, you got to search them out. You pick them. You got usually consensual. Worst case scenario, a friend is like, hey, check out this podcast. And it opens with exactly. me talk, talking like Bing Crosby <laughs> and us talking about being in your inside your body for Valentine's Day. Inside your head is part of your body. We're inside your body for I Valentine's Day. I suppose Day. that's true. Yeah. So we're back and we're talking. We're wrapping up just like we did back in October. We're wrapping up yet another one of the holiday EPs, the only two holiday EPs that Reliant K ever released. So this is another chapter closed. For we need Sadie some Hawkins more. Where's, where's the President's Day EP? You got, I guess, you know. Grover, um, song about Grover Cleveland. <laughs> well, <laughs> Where is it? Well, because, you know, you got a, uh, you have Washington and Lincoln in February. And, uh, well, sure, if you want to pick the obvious president. Well, I don't know who else was, what other presidents were born in February. Or wait, is that is that this month or is that next month? I can't remember now. If they would, if they sang a song about uh, Taft, that would be a real BMI Valentine because he was our fattest president. <laughs> yeah, this song like should just be called No Fat Chicks, right? BMI Body Mass Index. Yeah, I'm well, kidding. I I get it. Yeah. We'll get into it. We'll get but into yes, it. we're discussing BMI Valentine, the closing track from the three-song EP, Truly Madly Deeply. I always want so, to do a really bad Italian accent. Truly Madly Deeply. <laughs> no, not you mean? For, for Be My Valentine. Be My Valentine. I just want to recreate every Reliant K song in a bad Italian accent. <laughs> Be My Escape. <laughs> That's racist, Danny. You're not Italian. Oh. Be my escape, be my Valentine. Oh, how many be my songs does Reliant K have? Just those two. But, but that's a good. Maybe they'll write another. Was there a possibility that he got cutesy with the spelling of be my, 
because he didn't want it to have the word BMI, like BMI Escape, is one of their biggest songs. Now, as we've gone through this podcast, we found like a number of words reoccur in song titles across Reliant K's discography. The only one that comes to mind right now is the word hate shows up three times in song titles by Reliant K. Who I am, hates who I've been, so hate consequences, I hate Christmas parties. But there's a bunch of other words, we bring it up anytime we can, where words repeat in Reliant K titles. Did he deliberately say, be my is not something that I can allow to be this used again in a song title because be my escape is right. too big a song uh, for us probably maybe i mean very possible yeah i mean i have other theories about this song as do others but yeah we'll, we'll get into that what's what's our top of the show business first well one thing i wanted to mention was that weeks ago you said out of nowhere and i didn't have an answer for it and now <laughs> way way later we figured this out. You were like, what's up with Christian science yeah. people during COVID? Yeah. And I didn't look into, because I assumed no that they, one, No they one hit us up anti-vax. with the answer. Well, because I was like, we got to have a Christian science listener, right? No. You know, what I found out was that Christian science is like one of the so-called pseudo-Christian cults. And I didn't know that. Like, I So always, they're not allowed to listen to podcasts well, about Well, Roman I don't K? know about that, but... I always, because I grew up in Boston, and I was shocked to learn that Christian science started in Boston, and I'm from Boston, and there were Christian science reading rooms everywhere. I had no idea. The person who started it, their name was Quimby, and I'm like, is that where Mayor Quimby gets their name, gets his name? Like, I'm sure it's possible. Mayor Quimby from The Simpsons, it's probably possible because a lot of The Simpsons writers were from Harvard, so they probably were familiar with the name sure, Quimby. Sure. If Quimby from Christian Science had like Quimby buildings around Boston, they probably were like, oh, Quimby's a good Boston name. Let's call our, you know, Kennedy-based politician on The Simpsons Quimby. Very possible. But I never knew all these years from like, you know, driving past Christian Science reading rooms to asking my parents when I was a kid, what's Christian Science? And having them explain it as, oh, that's like a Christianity where they don't believe in medicine. I just thought it was like a branch or like a sect or a denomination. I didn't know it technically falls under the same umbrella as like Mormons and Jehovah's Witness and any other sort of Christ-based pseudo-Christian cult. I had no idea. So, I didn't know that. (laughs) Oh, I thought you were going to give us an answer about how they're doing during COVID. Well, I didn't look that up. I started to look it up and I was shocked and I stopped looking it up and I'm like, oh, "Oh, it's not even like, it's not a denomination like I was led to believe since childhood. It's a cult. So you want me to do really quickly? (laughs) I thought that's why you were bringing it to the show. No, I was bringing it up because I didn't understand that it wasn't part of like regular Protestant Christianity. Gotcha. In general. Gotcha. And then this ties into a voicemail we have this week. Oh, okay. I can Google the answer of how Christian scientists are doing during COVID, but I have to imagine they're just anti-vax. Like, they just can't get vaccinated. But this ties into a constructive criticism that we got by voicemail 
actually two weeks Uh-oh. ago, and we couldn't release it. And then it ties into this whole Christian science thing. So they don't want to be my Valentine. <laughs> they may not want to be our Valentine, but I think that this was given in a in a kind spirit, but you know, constructive criticism. And I don't want to be one of those people that like shies away from constructive criticism. So here's a 23 second voicemail. Uh, Oof, I thought you were going to say 23 minutes there. Oh, I'm under the wrong Google voice. It's 33 seconds. <laughs> so here's a 33 second. I was under my personal G, uh, G voice, Google voice. Here's the actual voicemail. Hey, uh, my name is Josh, and I was just listening to your episode, Down in Flames, uh, which is episode 114. And you mentioned, you asked, hey, if you're a theologian, come out uh, or, like, tell us how we're doing. Uh, and I just wanted to say uh, I'm getting a Ph.D. in biblical interpretation, which I'm going to say is close enough, and I could not follow what you were saying at all. So, you know. <laughs> <laughs> so blunt, but I don't think he was trying to be cruel. He was just trying to be matter-of-fact. Josh, thank you for calling us. We have a lot of Joshes, so if you call again, we might need your last initial. Theologian so can- Josh? Thank you for the feedback. Josh Theo. I don't actually remember the Down in Flames episode or what we were talking about, so... Well, it ties into my realization about Christian science and this voicemail, because I think that was a lot about... Well, we're going to definitely get another voicemail. (laughs) Yeah. I believe Down in Flames was, like, about, like, Christians and denominations and even people within the same denomination fighting amongst each other for what is Christ or whatever, as opposed to, like, working together. Because it refers to a Christian civil war. So if we weren't on points, that's just how we roll, baby. <laughs> so those are, that's our voicemails for this week. Oh, okay. <laughs> well, um, thank you for the feedback, Josh. Yes, thank you. And honestly, we will like, try and be more concise next I really, time. I really do want like constructive feedback. Like, I get annoyed sometimes when I listen to podcasts, and like they get annoyed if they get criticisms and it's like as long as you're not calling us uh, calling up and calling us like a-holes and stuff or sending us voicemails and saying you guys suck and i hate you and you're awful like i don't care if i get if we get like like a three-star review or a two-star or even a one-star review if you have a reason and we'll try and if it's a thing we can't change like danny's too much well that's just the way i am but honestly like i'm not against like and the other thing what's very important (laughs) What's very important, and maybe this hasn't come across in 130 episodes, is that I really want like this podcast to be a conversation. Like I want everyone to feel like they can let us know if they don't agree with something. Please let us know. And if at times we've ever come across like we rejected someone's, like I try to make an effort. Like when Daniel calls up and has a counterpoint to something we said, I know there's times where like we argued into the vacuum, like we we're we're in control of the recording. So he calls up with a voicemail. And we're like, nah, I don't see it that way. But other times he calls up, and I might not see it that way. But I want him to get his point across, so I don't argue. So look, just because we, we tease you when you call us, to make this a it, conversation. Anyone, just because we tease you when you call us, it doesn't mean that we don't love you and and mm-hmm. love love hearing from you because so, we do. Yeah. So please let us know if there's anything you ever don't agree with from us or whatever. You know. We're cool. We're or, cool, you know, right? just call up and call call us a-holes. Whatever. We'll, we'll, take, we'll take what we can get. If you want to call up and wish us, if you want to call up and ask us to be your Valentine, well, that would be great. <laughs> I'd love that. 
BMI Valentine. So BMI Valentine. So uh, sort of top of the show business, but to get us into the discussion, because this does close out the Valentine's EP chapter of this podcast. Like now we've done all six songs from the Halloween and Valentine's EPs. Um, I put out a poll and I was purposely like detached in the way I stated it, but I wanted to know which EP everyone liked better. Yeah. Basically. And I purposely was kind of aloof and detached in the way I wrote, which Reliant K EP do you like better? Truly Madly Spooky or the Cuddlier ep -er? So I like purposely was an a-hole about it. <laughs> you could call it. Oh, I thought it, you were talking about the one that you did where you just did the, um, the emojis. Well, that is the one, yeah. Oh, that is the same But one. I, like, okay. purposefully just being a jerk, like, confused the question by mashing up sort of cross-pollinating yeah. the names in the tweet. But then I posted a, an emoji of a valentine and an emoji of a jack-o'-lantern. So that was, I was hoping if you got through the barrier of Danny being ridiculous, you understood that whichever emoji you voted for was your honest answer of which is your favorite EP. I, I didn't read it. I just knew what we were doing this week. So when I scrolled past that on Twitter, I, I just, I picked the pumpkin. Nice. You like the Valentine's one better? I mean, you... Yes, that's why I picked the pumpkin. <sighs> I said Valentine, but I meant Halloween. I got Valentine's on the mind because it's Valentine's. Sure. And I got sure. all these big plans for you this weekend, babe. <laughs> so I got all these plans. I didn't know. Let me Your computer is going I hear off. it. I just muted it. So yes, you like the Halloween EP better. Well, out of 53 votes of our Twitter followers, uh, we had... 47% liked the Halloween EP better. There's no chainsaws in this one. That's true. Why can't you have chainsaws at Valentine's? Yeah. <laughs> well, 50, well the, uh, it was close, but the Valentine's EP, Truly Madly Deeply, squeaked by with 53% of the vote out of 53 votes. So there you go. Tight race. Tight race. Stop the count. Stop the count. We don't want to know anymore. Who's the winner? It's the Valentine's EP. I looked at BMI Valentine on Twitter. And Aren't you going to ask who what my favorite EP is? Dan, what's your favorite EP? I don't know. I looked at BMI Valentine on Twitter, and it's all tweets about what people want their body mass index down to by Valentine's Day. I just <laughs> oh, wanted to see if anybody mentioned the song. Nope. Right. <laughs> so that is like, a, so it is like, it's Be My Valentine, like the song he's singing about Be My Valentine, but he's doing a cutesy Reliant K lyrical thing and saying BMI Valentine, like mash, just kind of like doing that twee little teasing thing. But BMI means body mass index, and it's like a way of measuring your obesity. <laughs> well, BMI also is Broadcast Music Inc. Mm. So this is... Possibly a song about the narrator, a popular country music artist whose only Valentine is BMI, because they're out there making sure he gets his royalties. Well, is Broadcast Music Inc. like a specific company, or is it one of like those pop? Oh, BMI. Oh my gosh, of course, BMI. I, I, like I, when you said it out loud in that context, I couldn't ASCAP and BMI and all that. Okay, it wasn't until I saw it written. I, I googled it and saw it written on my phone that I'm like, oh yeah, BMI. I like music. I've seen this a million times. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. It's So BMI was founded in 1939 
by forward thinkers who wanted to represent... <laughs> oh, this is their bio. This isn't the uh, Wikipedia bio. So BMI is a performance rights organization in the United States. It collects blanket license fees from businesses that use music, entitling those businesses to play any song from BMI's repertoire of, of over uh, 17 million compositions. So yeah, it's it's a it's a licensee or whatever. Yeah. Okay, that makes way more sense that it's about a music recording industry thing. All right, Jessica told me earlier this week. She's like, I know what the song's about. I'm like, Oh, you do? I figured it out like right before I did my deep dive. I like read the lyrics and I was like, Oh, I get it. Mm-hmm. Instead of just like listening and like you know, kind of having that disconnect when you really sit down and then like read through, you're like, Oh, wait a minute, I get it now. So I guess in a way it could also be like since BMI is a thing where you license the ability to play a song at your business or whatever. It's kind of funny how, you know, pop music is, sorry, my phone's buzzing like crazy. Yeah, it's driving me crazy. <sighs> There's a bunch of stuff here. <laughs> There's a bunch of messages coming in from it's, work. It's just creating like a hum in the mic. Yeah. And it's been, it's been bugging me. That was me humming a tune because I love you so much. It makes my heart want to <laughs> sing. <laughs> Hey, Dan, what, what do you have planned for, for us for Valentine's Day? Well, first. <laughs> we did the same thing last year, I did think. We? But we didn't do anything. But it, last year was still <laughs> still heavy pandemic. Like, it seems like you, we could definitely do a reservation or something. We had a great Valentine's Day 2019. I'm sure we talked about this before, but I rented a, <laughs> I rented a Mustang. Yeah. I took you to a jazz club where yeah. we weren't vegetarian at the time. So we had these giant steaks. Billy Valentine, literally like this is his day. Billy Valentine performed at this jazz club. Like I actually don't know what the, what uh, neighborhood it would technically be, be part of, but it's like up in the hills. It's like Bel-Air maybe? Maybe like Bel Air or definitely Bel Air adjacent. I don't know that area enough to know exactly which jazz club this was. It's the only time we ever went there. Literally the entire date from the rental car. This is tacky, but I'm going to say it because I think it's funny. Oh, no, Literally Danny. the entire date from the rental car to the dinner to the, like the service fees for like the artists and stuff and the tickets was our entire tax refund that year. I won't say how much. But it was our, I basically took our entire tax refund from 2019 and put it into your Valentine's Day. This is what's terrible about being married to an accountant. (laughs) It was the most I ever paid at a restaurant ever. I just want to say, because like, I was like, yeah, today I'm a man. (laughs) Today I paid a hell of a lot of money at a restaurant. You're so gauche. I am gauche. I'm super gauche. I never told you. I, I've, I've That's your superhero name. Yeah. I wouldn't go around blabbing this to people, but it's our podcast. I'm having a good time, and I just want people to know I spent a lot people of money. People do on- listen to this. It shocks me every week when, when people interact with us. I always just think you and I are just sitting here having a conversation. Mm-hmm. No, I'm telling the people. I'm not telling you. Oh, you know. Boy. You know how much I spent because we got in the car after the valet brought the car. And I'm like, I want you to know, look at this receipt. This is how much I spent on you tonight. I did not do that. But that would be so funny. He, be- he did it the next day. He yeah. waited and did it the next Actually, day. <laughs> I, put, I put the receipt on a pillow covered in roses and I placed it on the bed. So 
<laughs> so when she went to bed that night, I was like, look, look at this. And she's like, huh? And she's, uh, she's like, this is how much I spent on you tonight. You are your mother's son. <laughs> but none of this is true. We're making this up. It's a joke. Why'd you have to, why'd you have to stick the knife in right at the end there? For something real, something realistic. <laughs> yeah, we talk about this. But my mom does this <laughs> no, thing. No, we don't need to go into when it. When we go out to eat with my mom, who doesn't live in California, but if we go out to it's eat... It's so embarrassing. If we go out to eat with my mom and she's going to pick up the check, you can bet she's going to pick up... She's going to put her reading glasses on. She's going to hold the receipt out so she can read it properly. And then she's either going to go... She's either going to go, hmm... Or she's gonna, or she's gonna make a face where she doesn't make a noise, where she's just like, oh. <laughs> like how happy or sad she is with what the bill came out to. He's so delighted by this that sometimes I do he it. He does it often. We've been married for twelve years, and he still does it like it's a new funny thing. I'm not like my mom when it comes to these things, though, because my mom one time was like, oh. You never tip 18%. That's I'm awful. like, yes, you do. You tip 20. You literally tip, especially during COVID. I was like, you, you tip 20 and 25% because these are like, because fr- industry, you know, food industry people are literally frontline workers in a sense. So you got to tip big then. I always tip well. So whatever. I'm not like my mom in those ways. Thank you very much. God forbid my mom starts listening to the podcast this week. <laughs> so BMI Valentine. Yeah, now I get it. Like, uh, especially when you think about the relationship of popular music, not even to say pop music as a genre, but popular music, um, modern music that's, you know, in this format of having to be like published by ASCAP and BMI and stuff. And when you think of the relationship of pop music to people's romances, like that's our song, you know, you hear a song and you, and you cut for a couple, that's our song. But you, th- you only think of the heart part. You only think of the emotion connected to that song. You're not going to think of the business that it cost to get that song on the radio so you would hear it at this like date and it would become your song. So that's a really interesting relationship to think of that like this song might not uh, like forcefully put that idea in your head, but maybe that's a sort of basis for it of like the difference between like a musician who writes a song and it comes from their heart and then it's got to go through this machine, this business thing to be published and the rights are cataloged and the money changes hands and the licenses are properly given to the business or the radio stations. And then it's received at the other end by the end user, the customer, the, the people on their date or out having a fun time driving around and they hear the song and the emotion connects back to them. Or yeah. That's a very interesting narrative, if that's the intention of the song. Yeah, so here are the lyrics. My name is Taylor Jean, and I'm an alcoholic. Been drinking Miller Lite, so I dropped out of college. Just kidding. <laughs> <laughs> wait, wait, this is Justin? I thought his name, did he change his name from Justin? Sure, Justin uh yeah. blankety blank is is not nearly as good a, a country name as taylor jean my name's taylor jean and i'm an alcoholic i'm a part of the machine that makes you grab your wallet when well, we yeah, write country, the country songs that keep the country folks singing along i'm a part of the machine 
that makes you grab your wallet. So yeah, what are right off the bat he's talking about the commerce involved in the music industry and yeah. how you have to grab your wallet. Now of course, you know, when you listen to a song like uh Vinyl Countdown, people are somehow or what's the other one from Bird and the B-side, somehow you got this song for free. Doesn't bother me, that's fine. But we're having a good time. What's the name of that song, Jessica? You're a Reliant K fan. <laughs> you singing just always makes the, the song titles go right out of my head. The scene and heard. There you go. A work on Music Row, a tough road to hold. There are so many different girls that I would like to know. And so I, I check the single box and I end up going out a lot. It's a lonely <laughs> life sitting on the top of the charts. <laughs> Only every night, exquisite taste, expensive wine. Now I'm whining like I don't know if I have a heart. BMI Valentine. So I laughed because on we haven't looked at any of the genius annotations yet, but the entire first half of the first verse from my name is Taylor Jeans, my name is Taylor Jean to country folks singing along. That's all annotated. And then the first line of the next part, a work on music row, a tough road to hold. That is also uh, annotated. But then the words, there's so many different girls that I would like to know. That's not annotated. <laughs> and it made me laugh because it's like the spiciness, the sexiness of that line you know, in mm -hmm. the Reliant K fandom, like nobody's putting a thing on that line. It's like, well, here's what he means. <laughs> here's what he means in the biblical sense. Right. Because when you say so many girls, I would like to know, there's that euphemism uh, of knowing someone in the biblical sense. Right. Yeah. If you're not familiar, I know you're familiar with this, but I'm just saying if anyone out there isn't familiar with it, in a, some translations of the Bible, when they talk about people who have had sex they say they have known each other, right? So that became at some point, at some point in the last like hundred years, that became like a joke, especially at like Christian schools, I, multiple Christian schools I went to. That's always the joke of like knowing means screwing, right? So knowing girls and knowing someone in the biblical sense. Yeah. So we were driving around the other day just talking about this song and listening to it. And Danny told me to write down two notes because he was <laughs> behind the wheel. And that was spooky, madly, deeply, and the cuddler EP and in the biblical sense. Those were the two notes he asked me to jot down. Oh, man. So it was spooky, madly, deeply? It and was I, spooky, madly, deeply. On the tweet, I got it backwards. I went truly, madly, spooky, which kind of works a little better. Yeah. It's a lonely life. Oh, wait, we already did that line. I know it doesn't hurt. I know it doesn't hurt to have an awesome second verse, but I don't want to write another line to say BMI Valentine. Again, my friends, it's so uncouth to bear it all and tell the truth. It's a lonely life sitting on the top of the charts. Only every night, exquisite taste, expensive wine. And now I'm whining like I don't know if I have a heart. BMI Valentine. So verse one. My name is Taylor Jean and I'm an alcoholic. I'm part of the machine that makes me you grab your wallet. When we write the country songs that keep the country folks singing along is annotated to 
say, he begins the story of a country singer who feels like he is sold out. He feels as if he is a stadium country singer, in quotes, as described by, by Bo Burnham. He writes music to make money instead of express emotion. I feel like we could have just used the very last line and didn't need the rest, but alrighty. Right. I don't know why we're bringing Bo Burnham into this. Uh, a work on music row, a tough road to hold. I always yeah. thought it was I work on music row. Okay. And a tough road to hold, like a tough hand to hold. Right? Yeah. That's So that's an interesting little play on words. Very classic Reliant K concept. I'm not, I feel like that's probably been, I just feel like that, that one feels so obvious. I'm like, maybe that one's out there in some previous lyrics, a tough road to hold. So I came into this episode really not understanding this song overall at all. Like I knew he introduces himself as a character. He says, my name is Taylor Jean and I'm an alcoholic. And I knew he's like a country singer, but I didn't really think about what any of that meant. And I just assumed, you know, it's just like a fiction song about some guy who's a Valentine, who, who, uh, some guy who's a country singer, some guy who's popular and he has a lot of money and he knows a lot of girls. I thought that was about it, right? And now we're discovering there's a little bit more going on in this song. Jessica did the research. I didn't. This is also some of the least research or prep I've ever done on a song. I'm, I'm kind of realizing now, like, this is, like, the least interested I've ever been. Going into this episode, this was the least interested I've ever been in a song going into it. <laughs> you forgot it was coming up. And Danny was like, what song are we going to do this week? And I'm like, uh, well, Valentine's Day is coming up right, right after this. So we have to finish out the uh, Valentine's right. EP. Right. Well, first, and I will give you the heads up. Next week is maybe it's Maybelline. So Jessica was like, oh, let's do something from one of the first three albums, the first three gears. And I was like, oh, okay. And I was like, oh, maybe it's Maybelline would be a good choice. And then Jessica's the one who was like, wait, Valentine's comes. It happens before our next episode. I was like, Oh, (laughs) (laughs) so the annotation over here is this is referring to Music Row, the center of the music business in Nashville, Tennessee. Many number one country hits are written, recorded and published from business on this street. BMI, the music PRO performance rights organization that the song refers to is also located on this street. Then only every night, exquisite taste, expensive wine. Now I'm whining like I don't know if I have a heart. BMI Valentine is annotated too. He has access to a lot of luxury and he realizes that it might not be worth living how he does. It seems like he doesn't think he is allowed to be sad and he thinks that his life is too good to be, quote unquote, whining. However, he still thinks that he has sold out. So watch me do this right now. This thing that I always whine about myself. I can connect this to some Christian themes, right? (laughs) And here... The annotator, the genius, isn't trying to tie this to any sort of religious uh, themes or allegories. But I'm going to do it right now. Not that I think this might necessarily be Thiessen's intent, but it just makes me think of this. To think of this country star working on Music Row, making these songs that are hits, having this audience, and having all this success and money, and now he doesn't know if he can find real love and then to hear that annotation where it's like he's whining or whatever because he doesn't know if he's supposed to be happy and he doesn't know if he has the right to act like he's not happy that's like a thing 
that we've talked about in this podcast before and that I've heard a lot of our friends like Magnified Pod and other people who did people on Twitter who are ex-evangelical who talk about like mental health and Christianity all the time and how like when you're in this like Protestant Christian evangelical world like you think you can't be unhappy right so it just makes me think of a similar thing like here I think we're just dealing with fame here and that once you get to the top you're supposed to feel good this is a behind the music story this is just like he's famous yeah he's super successful and it hasn't fulfilled him or he's not sure what any of this means now it'd be very simple to say well he needs Jesus but that's not this that's not in the song this is like some sort of fiction story that's not tying that in in that way it's just giving you the story like a behind the music but i'm just playing my own devil's advocate or my my jesus's advocate <laughs> and just exploring just discussing the possibilities the parallels to christian themes that maybe you hear in other you know that we that i see on our twitter all the time and that maybe we've heard in other more religious, more Christ-based Relying K songs, and certainly things that we've heard in more Christ-based song meanings and genius posts before. So here I am doing the thing I always whine about. <laughs> just tying it in a little bit. Just putting the just putting the idea out there. But yeah, I really I really love the idea. Like a behind the music, like a song about a story. Not a song, but a story about a successful musician having lost their way in love that's like it's almost a trope but it is like a timeless kind of story and i but i there's just i think there's this other theme that i never connected i thought the bmi part all this time was just cutesy changing it up but it means the 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 bmi and i now that i understand that especially if you look at it in a music app or on like the vinyl it's B and then M I or lowercase. So right. like one of those like, hey, so we don't get sued type deals. <laughs> right. Or was it just a data entry mistake on Spotify? Because yeah, on Spotify it's like they spell BMI like it's a word. Beme. Beam beme bang. Like B lowercase M lowercase I. But it wasn't meant that way. Like it's not that way on I bought iTunes up I bought actual iTunes stores. It's one it of the It is few that things. way on their official uh, YouTube though. Oh, okay. Mm. And we can double check if we run over there and grab our seven inch during our break. Oh yeah. Oh yeah, and since this doesn't come up all the time, these holiday EPs, just to mention if you're out there working on your Reliant K or thinking about a Reliant K vinyl collection, these holiday EPs have different titles on vinyl. The Hall- Halloween one is called Friday the 13th. Friday the 13th, because it's their 13th 7-inch in their long-running series. And then this one is called February 14th. or Saturday? Saturday the 14th. Maybe it's just called And the 14th? Uh... <laughs> May the 14th be with you. I don't know, because those always pop up in my deep dive, and I never click into them because there's never any info. It's just here. You can get it here from a third-party seller or whatever. Right. We do own it, though, so we'll have to check that out. I have to go look at it. Um... Yeah, so sorry. I mean, I don't have much more to say about the lyrics, but I am really loving the idea that's kind of buried in the theme here of this is more than just a behind-the-music story of a successful person in the arts who is disconnected from their emotions. That's the core, and that's the trope, 
every biopic of a musician is about that. But then adding to it this level of the idea of commerce and love. Like, it's not in your face, and it's. I think it is intended. I'm, see, I'm, I'm seeing that it's intended, like, deliberately to say the BMI in the title and to say he's part of the machine that makes you grab your wallet. There's definitely this idea of the relationship between the emotion of art and the commerce that brings it to you. And that's like, I don't, I know that's a discussion that happens a lot, but I don't know of a lot of like music and art in my own life that I enjoy that has that very specific theme to say like, you connect, you know, I write these emotions and then it goes into this machine and it comes out the other side and it's emotion on the other side. And in the middle, it's just dollars and bits of rec- of digital recording. And I found that fascinating to think that Reliant K wrote a song like that. Do you write the songs? You write the songs? <laughs> that make the whole world sing along. Exactly. I'm a little bit country <laughs> and I'm a little bit rock and roll. Two different artists, but yes. <laughs> I know it's two different artists. We should play something that swings with the sound of New Orleans. No, something that rocks. That's what the kids like today. Swings, rocks, swings, rocks. Sadly, this argument was not part of the show. You and with what? that, we'll take our break. <laughs> Thank you very much for listening to Sadie Hawkins Pod. If you want to support us, please rate and review us on Apple Podcasts or wherever you listen. And you can also interact with the show by calling our voicemail line, 402-95-SADIE. Check out our Instagram and Twitter, which are both at Sadie Hawkins Pod. There you can see the visuals that we discuss each week, and you can send emails to us at sadiehawkinspod at gmail.com. Also, sadiehawkinspod.com is your one-stop shop for all our social links and to get to our Tee Public store for shirts, mugs, and stickers of all our various logo designs. Treat yourself to a Sadie Hawkins Pod shirt or confuse a loved one by gifting one to them. We would also like to thank our patrons at patreon.com slash Sadie Hawkins Pod who include Isaac, James, Kindel, Timothy, Daniel, Josh, Jay, Eric, Joel, Connor, Michael, Samantha, Jimmy Eat Pod, This Might Be a Podcast, Tucker, and Brady. Twice a month, we have bonus episodes, including reviews of the songs from K is for Karaoke. And you can hear our backlog of bonus episodes, including reading through the entire complex infrastructure known as the Female Mind book that Reliant K did or did not write. You'll have to go over there to find out who wrote it. So donate that money today. What you gonna do? You sitting on that money? You got that stimmy check from years ago? (laughs) Send it our way. Send it our way. Send ye our way. Send ye money our way. What's up, listeners of Sadie Hawkins Pod? I hope you're having a blessed day and enjoying the hot takes from Danny and Jessica. Uh, Brian, do you mind if I say something? Go ahead, for you are a valiant man and bring good news. Thanks, man. Hey, I just wanted to remind everyone of my favorite scripture, Fentuzler 316. For the Zeitgeist Lab Pods so love their fellow man that they proselytize their only begotten opinions about community and drive through records into the world. A very blessed scripture. Of course. 
And everyone listening to the Sadie Hawkins pod can check out the Zeitgeist Lab Collections pod first two seasons, wherever fine podcasts are found. That's right. And we'll be back with Collection 3 soon. Again, that's Zeitgeist Lab Collections podcast, available on Apple, Spotify, and anywhere else fine podcasts are found. It is, in fact, in all caps on the record. Yes, it is. And the record is called number 14. Yeah. So. Whoops, I went to my email instead of my deep dive. Oh, look at you. Oh, my gosh. I can't believe it. Ragging on me. Everyone's teaming up against me. So Jessica and the listeners all teaming up against me for Valentine's Day. It's supposed to be my <laughs> special day. Uh, uh, so on r slash Reliant K, uncaffeinated, di- sorry, you slash caffeinated diabetic said, is BMI Valentine a reference to this? And then it says, make sense, right? Question mark. And then it's the BMI website. Mm-hmm. And that has two... Uh, replies. S. Murphy 115 replied four years ago. I mean, obviously, my friend works for them here in Nash, but does it mean more than just a play on words? And Caffeinated Diabetic replied, well, Reliant K just retweeted my tweet about it, so I would say confirmed, question mark, winky smiley face. Okay, you know, that's something we don't really do is kind of like try to deep dive on uh, Twitter for tweets. I guess it'd be a good idea to do that. That's something Jimmy Pod does. And I don't know why. I, I did We've look up really this week BMI Valentine just because it, it kind of I was like doing my research and then switched over to Twitter for some reason. And I was like, oh, I'll just look for it here, too. Right. I mean, it could be a thing that we probably should do where you can just like search uh, things that Reliant K has specifically tweeted, like the account has tweeted the, the title gotcha. of the song. So here's a tweet from... February 13th, 2017. Okay, actually, that was my next point on my <laughs> deep dive. So, awesome. No, this is that's oh, a different tweet. It's a different one. This tweet from 2017, the day before Valentine, says, At Lightning 100, check this folk song recorded on one mic about a country music writer on Music Row, BMI Valentine. So, Reliant K tweeted at... Lightning 100 yeah Yeah. we're gonna get we're gonna get to a playlist from them that includes this song in a little bit okay so that's interesting so the day before valentine's relying k the official twitter account tweeted at lightning 100 and said hey check this song out also uh interesting to we learned a little bit more about the song here recorded on one mic and like uh when we did uh on mark lee townsend's uh youtube chat uh, I hate Christmas parties. When we did I hate Christmas parties, and he talked about how that had the least tracks of like almost any Reliant K song ever. Well, it sounds like this was just recorded in the room, which is the case for the entire Valentine's EP. Like they were all live in studio or live on a stage, right. acting like it was a studio. So that makes sense that this you know was just done live, guitar, one mic. But yeah, interesting. Although, I mean, one mic, sorry, one mic, like they didn't have, did they not even have like the guitar going into an input? Like, did they really just record the room audio of the guitar and Tyson's voice? Was it really just one mic and that's it? 
Good question. Good yeah. question, Danny. <laughs> uh, so two days before that, on February 11th, Reliant K tweeted, Happy Valentine's, BBs. Truly Madly Deeply EP available now. Go to our site and watch the video for Candy Hearts. Plus, all t-shirts are half price. Woohoo! All t-shirts are half price. Oh, 2017. Here's another tweet from the official Reliant K account. <laughs> At BMI... Have you heard our song about you? Here it is on YouTube. Don't worry, it's nice. Well, there you go. Yep. Man, Reliant K was Officially really pushing this song. Yeah. Big time. They were especially this Did not- they push this harder than Collapsible Lung? <laughs> yeah, good question. And did they push this harder than Candy Hearts, which had a video? This is still just a song uploaded yeah. to YouTube. Huh. Uh, and uh, somebody said this to us on Twitter, and I'll look it up. But here I'm seeing a different person from 2017. Fresh Wyman. The word fresh and the last name W-Y-M-A-N just tweeted, At Reliant K, is there a non-acoustic version of BMI Valentine? And Tim Wilson replied, had the same question. So... It is listed as acoustic in some places. Yeah, on some places it's listed as BMI Valentine acoustic. And on other places it's not listed as that. On the vinyl, on the 7-inch, it is not listed with the word acoustic. So, And I'm not going to go to the trouble of seeing which streaming sites and which uh, MP3 purchase sites do and don't have the word acoustic thrown on there. But that has been something that people have mentioned is like, if it says acoustic, does that mean there's an non-acoustic? I would guess that they're... It's, it's 50-50, really. What do we know? But I would guess the answer is no, that there's not. That just for some reason they decided to emphasize the fact that this is an acoustic song closing out the EP. And I feel like there's precedent for this. I know with They Might Be Giants, there's one song on one of their B-side collections where they just put the word demo on it it's the song words are like Mm -hmm. right so it says words are like parentheses demo and it sticks out like a sore thumb because so many they might be giants a bunch of their like b-sides and things like that are demos like first attempts at songs that they did or didn't push further you know what i mean so Mm -hmm. for them to just put the word demo on there and there's no other version of the song it was like so strange Right? And it doesn't even sound like a demo. It sounds just as good recorded as most... Like, there are other songs that are officially released by, by the MIP Giants that don't sound as good as that. So I'm going to say, throw a parenthetical on there to say what you're going to expect in terms of, is this a demo? Is this an acoustic version? Doesn't fully imply to me that there's another version of the song. Right, yeah. I was I, w- When I saw that, I, I, because it came up a couple times in my deep dive where it was referred to as BMI Acoustic or just BMI Valentine. And I don't know if that's whomever is like transcribing it or putting it into whatever the website is, putting a- Acoustic after it since it is Acoustic versus the other two songs on the album. Right. Or if it was at one time on there like as a joke because you it, it plays into the whole like the whole like selling your song multiple right. times and it's like the acoustic version yeah. because i thought of that because i only listen to one country artist it's jordan davis and a couple months ago he released the um the acoustic version 
of his song, like his most recent like big song. And like I get an email every week that's like this version of the acoustic is out now and this version of the acoustic is out now. Oh, and we're nominated for these awards for the acoustic version. I'm like, I don't know. I don't care. Okay, cool. Like, good on you. But I was like, oh, maybe that's part of that, like the machine churning out whatever. Like maybe it just plays if, into the if joke. If you're a country artist, you have, you're supposed to emphasize when something's the acoustic version. Right. And yeah, and it sells the fiction of this character. It sells an extra version of the same right. song. And I would be interested to know more about this character that he devised. Like, does this go any deeper? Or he's, with, the, like, he's the guy from Deathbed Dan. Well, that's what I was going to say. <laughs> Is this as simple as I just invented this one character for this one song? Or does Thiessen go deep with this character like he does with the entire family tree of the people involved in Deathbed? He's the nephew? I mean, he could be. <laughs> so, and the person that tweeted at us and mentioned uh, BMI Valentine acoustic, does this, uh, that imply, that implies there's a, a non-acoustic version somewhere. The person that tweeted that to us was Lucy Brenham. Cool. So. You know what I'd like from Reliant K? A narrative song about a lighthouse keeper. <laughs> okay. Why is that? I just like like lighthouses and stuff i think there's something really intriguing and beautiful about lighthouses and lighthouse keepers that's nice that's very nice i love it and i'm like you know who could write a really great song about a lighthouse keeper merlin k that's a very good point do you think someone in the deathbed family tree was a lighthouse keeper well it depends when uh when when did the uh you know, they stopped having, like, people manning lighthouses right. by, like, the 70s. I think that's when, like, the last lighthouse keeper kind of gave up their Earl post because they were over. automated. <laughs> Second Simpsons reference. <laughs> I can't remember what Earl stood for. It's, like, electronic automated something lighthouse. I don't know why I've always been really intrigued by lighthouses, but I have. I think it's because, like, my mom read me some book, like, one of those, you know, I don't know, like, young young adult children whatever chapter books about, like, a lighthouse or something, and then, like, mm-hmm. I was, like, super fascinated by them, and they my parents got me this really cool lighthouse dollhouse that, like, they still have in their garage because I won't let them get rid of it, but I have no room for it. <laughs> <laughs> and I'm not going to be that creepy woman with the dollhouse and no children (laughs) well i say we go get it and we set it up in the window in the front window for everyone to see when they walk by our home we can like it's a leg lamp yes exactly like the leg lamp but then we should also like it's a major award we should set little scenes up in it for the for the different holidays Every day, like, a doll moves, like, an inch, and they're like, what the fuck is these creepy people in their lighthouse dollhouse in the window? (laughs) Well, happy Valentine's Day, hon. I had your parents ship it out from their place. You know what's even creepier is that we it's totally an antique. Like they got it for me at an ant that we found it at like an antique store somewhere in the south. Like how horrifying is that? Maybe we should just let them hold on to it. Maybe we should get rid of it. Next up we're going back over to Sputnik music for a day. Yes, Sputnik. <laughs> Happy Valentine's Day. <laughs> this is the second offensive accent you've done. 
Well, I can do it because I'm Eastern European. That makes it okay. <laughs> I mean, I'm sure the answer is yes, but is it offensive when I'm just doing an accent of different uh, nationalities of white? I don't know. Probably. I mean, the answer is probably, but... Uh, Reliant K, uh, Truly Madly Deeply EP, has an average of 2.5 over on Sputnik Music rating. I don't know out of what. I don't know out of how many candy hearts. Uh, so the risk review is from Sewing, a staff member from February 13th, 2017. Review summary, bless their candy hearts. Heart emoji. Reliant K are so adorable. Everything they do lets you know that they buy their girlfriends flowers every month or wives because they're like all married uh, are always the first to say I love you and that they never miss a bedtime prayer. (laughs) That's the corniest one ever. I love that so much. (laughs) Wow. That's the most creative one yet. And I love it. Yeah. That's, that's like, yeah, I don't know. There's something so like... I'm going to go over on song meanings and I'm going to make a note that says that in, in all of the, in all of my reviews. There's something about that one. That's like really, that feels like, like a deep cut and like one you can't really like get upset about, about trying to relegate or... or I love it. Like, it's just too specific. I never miss a bedtime prayer. They are the poster boys of virtue, are they? And their music uh, yeah. is just as sugary sweet as they are. Uh, no, no, like, no Christian band, no, not a single Christian band is the poster boy of, of virtue. Not a no. single one. None of those boys are wearing promise rings, and even if they were. Yeah, yeah, right? Like, I've, I, I just. To be fair, promise ring culture came along after all those kind of bands time, like your switch foots and your Reliant K's and stuff like at purity right. rings and stuff or whatever. wasn't like a thing. Then. Yeah. I mean, but they were around through it. No, no, no. Oh yeah. Oh, well, they... yeah, and most of them were like married by no, then. Some of that... Yeah. 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 You're right. No, some of that culture, no, that culture came up, started, I think it came up in like the late nineties. Like I'm sure anyone can tell us their experience with it, but I know like I read, I kissed dating goodbye in the late nineties we can, since this is Valentine's Day, this ties in, and we can talk about this for just a second. Like I know I've touched on it before, but like I kissed dating goodbye. I just saw some tweet about that book. I think I sent it to you. Right? Uh, maybe. Um, but like, when it comes to purity culture, my experience with it was the same as my experience with all evangelical culture. Like I was just raised in this like Protestant, like uh, post-Catholic environment that was you know much easier going than anything i learned later was called evangelical and all my evangelical leanings were like self-imposed when i discovered the churches and the youth groups that gave me access to these bands i liked and stuff like that or whatever even though half the time it was i was the only one at the youth groups who liked them anyway i was so socially bereft like neurologically i couldn't hold a conversation with a girl i liked that i used I kiss dating goodbye as a mask. Like I'm like, oh, this will this will give purpose to the fact that I am incapable of talking to someone, right? To a girl that I like until I met Jessica because we started as friends and I was a little bit more mature. It took me into my twenties to mature enough to actually talk to a girl. It's sad. Whatever. I just wanted to say, based off of to We build- were also working on the same class project, so you know, you kinda had to talk to me. <laughs> I could literally talk to girls or I could hold a required conversation with a girl I liked 
it's just a matter of like I'm, I'm i'm speaking hyperbolically about that kind of stuff it's not as black and white but it's like if it was a girl i liked like they, there was no chance of me saying hey i like you could we hang out sometime that was as insurmountable as like climbing everest like forget it forget it some people could just do that like some people can do that with some fear and some fear of rejection like i literally could not do that neurologically it was impossible anyway now that i've talked about myself i just want to go back to what sputnik here said about like being the poster boy of what was it poster boy of virtue yes because we talked about this mostly behind the paywall, but you know, at patreon.com slash sadiehawkinspod, we read the complex infrastructure known as the Female Mind book that was written by Mark Nicholas, not written by Reliant K. And for all of, like, you know, the things you might criticize the song Mood Rings about, like, the book is so much worse. Reliant K did not write the book. But when we finished it, one thing I was kind of flabbergasted to see was true about that Reliant K branded book was there's no leaning towards the heavy hardline purity culture like yes when they talk about the relationships between boys and girls in that book there's very much like the thing of like girls watch out boys just want one thing from you and it's gross and you gotta watch out and all that there's absolutely that stuff and they're all the ape but they're also Mr. Wonderful. Exactly. There is that point of view of like girls watch watch your virginity or whatever, you know? There is that point of view, but it doesn't go as hardline as the I kiss dating goodbye purity culture which says you literally don't even date. Like in the complex infrastructure book, they talk about dates. And like then there's this other version of the same community of evangelical Protestant Christian things that would happen at like Christian festivals and stuff that was way more hardline than Reliant K would be or presented themselves through their own music or present or ended up sort of being presented as through this book that they didn't really write. So no, it's like not, they're never presented to me as being that hardline when it comes to relationships. They, he talks openly about dating and being interested in girls in like Seventeen magazine and things like that. Look, we all know Matty's in a f- <laughs> They're Owl City with actual talent. Oh, shots fired! Whoa. They may by they may be far removed from their heyday when they produced pop punk staples like Mm-hmm and Forget and Not Slow Down, but that hasn't stopped them from chugging on and remaining pop somewhat popular. <laughs> Chugging along and somewhat popular. That's us. That describes us. Chugging along and somewhat popular. In fact, just last year, they put out one of their better overall releases in Air for Free, which while sappy and gleeful to the to nearly five score and seven years ago proportions, was jam-packed with sunny, catchy melodies. What flew under the radar was the creepier EP-er, a collection of three Halloween-themed tunes. In keeping with the spirit of scoring semi-holidays, semi, they are holidays, whatever, they're now celebrating the <laughs> schmaltziest one of all, Valentine's Day. 
truly madly deeply. That's kind of the opposite of what this EP actually offers. Nothing here is all that heartfelt or moving. They are just three songs released for the sole purpose of providing fans with the cute, fun little ditties that they can have the novelty of playing on Valentine's Day before they inevitably get dumped for someone who possesses testosterone. I'm I'm so confused by that statement. <laughs> they are just three songs released for the sole purpose of providing fans with a few cute, fun little ditties that they can have the novelty of playing on Valentine's Day before they inevitably get dumped for someone who possesses testosterone. Still, it can be a nice way to kill seven minutes if you if you are feeling particularly upbeat. Oh, I guess there's they're they're right they're they're weaving a little narrative of because when you said that I'm thinking like it's Reliant K on tour playing for their fans, but they're weaving a cutesy little story about like Reliant K is going to play this song for their girls. Oh, until and then they get those dumped. guys, those girls are going to. I get it them. now. Okay, because I was Cause, like, yeah, we were, we're going to dump re- them as fans yeah. because they don't have enough <laughs> testosterone. Like, oh no, I we see. We were tied to a real world okay. situation of what Reliant K actually is. Married men in their 40s <laughs> right. on tour. <laughs> so... I know that we rag on these like reviews that we find, but honestly, I couldn't imagine being a music writer. I really could not imagine it's being like, being let me it's, exactly. I'm barely a music podcaster. I can't imagine sitting there and having to like weave all of these things about what you feel when you listen to this album with like the technical aspects and all the other stuff all mixed in and make it interesting enough for someone. Like our podcast to read. Right. (laughs) Um, So good on him. Still, it can be a nice way to kill seven minutes if you're feeling particularly upbeat. Candy Hearts is actually alive with pop punk undertones, more so than the majority of Air for Free, which is both encouraging and frustrating because it's been almost decades since they've applied those kinds of dynamics to a real album. If there's one song on this EP that you have the patience to check out, make it Candy Hearts. The other two tracks, I would just like to remind you that this is titled Bless Their Candy Hearts with a heart emoji. The other two tracks are basically theme goers, ensuring that Truly Madly Deeply continues to make wholly unsubtle references to love and all that shit. (laughs) (laughs) Wow. Happy Valentine's. Ugh. Fuck. How cute are these guys trying to be? I take it back. Maybe it's not that hard to be a music writer. (laughs) Is a groovy little tune built on a continual three chord strum and a lot of ba-da-ba's. BMI Valentine is an acoustic ballad that actually shows off Matt Thiessen's vocals quite nicely with some inflection changes that make the chorus pretty catchy. And that's just about the whole of this EP. It's kind of catchy if you are already into Reliant K, but there's nothing, but there's obviously nothing on a Valentine's themed EP that is going to need unraveling or further analysis. It's the no, that's not true. Right. <laughs> it's the equivalent of a candy heart, sweet, kind of pointless. 
candy hearts aren't sweet. They're like chalky and don't taste like much of anything. <laughs> I mean, they're like vaguely sugar flavored. <laughs> kind of pointless because there's tons of better candy out there and ultimately a novelty that you'll forget about as soon as Friday as soon as February 14th passes. The holiday is upon us though, so you might as well indulge. Happy Valentine's Day, Sputnik. You earned this. Did we? Elite Taste on February 13th, 2017 responded, I never miss a bedtime prayer either. And then they said, word up to father, bad touch. I don't know what that means. Make it uncomfortable, why don't you? Sorry, we can cut that out. I'm so confused. (laughs) You don't have to cut it out. It's what they wrote. I'm telling them make it uncomfortable. (laughs) Uh, Not you. (laughs) Toon Dude 10 on February 13th, 2017 responded, recommended by reviewer, Red Roses, Candy Hearts, Boxes of Chocolate Getting Laid. That escalated quickly. I thought these were songs. I didn't realize they were talking about actions. You know what? I'm done with this comment section. Okay. <laughs> yes, the comment section of Sputnik <laughs> is very depraved. I'm mad at the Russian space organization because they killed a lot of dogs in their Aww. space program. So fuck them. Uh, And then we're going back over to, like I mentioned earlier, the Lightning 100 Unplugged playlist from February 11th, 2018 by WRLT Intern. And I guess they updated it on, or no, they're telling you this is what they played that day, but they're posting it on February 14th, 2018. Unplugged with Anna Lee brings you rare acoustic and live performances every Sunday morning from 8 a.m. to 10 a.m. Here, Josh Ritter perform in... The one RPM song in the one RPM studio in 2015. Josh recently performed a Lightning 100 secret show ahead of his sold out night at the Ryman on February 16th. Brett Denon plays City Winery on February 27th. And we have a performance of his song, I'll Be On Your Side, backstage at Bonnaroo. So their playlist from that morning includes Waitressing Sucks by John Latham, Where the Night Goes by Josh Ritter, Close to You by Brandy Carlisle. Make, Sing About It by the by the Wood Brothers. I want to make up what I think all of these songs are. But we're, okay. we're, I don't know if I want to do Maybe I'll make that a Patreon episode. <laughs> Waitress and Sucks. Because I'm always making up country songs. I love it. That's absolutely going to, to come to you uh, later this month at Sadie Hawkins Pod slash Patreon. No, that's not it at all. Um, uh Sing About It by the Wood Brothers, It's a Shame by First Aid Kit, I'll Be On Your Side by Brett Denon, Barely Breathing by Duncan Sheik, An Ocean Between the Waves by The War on Drugs, Capsized by Andrew Bird, Black Hole Sun by Chris Cornell, Save It for Later by Dave Wakeling and Mike Peters, Save Yourself by Greg Holden, BMI Valentine by Reliant K, What's For You Won't Go Past You by Kieran McMullen High in the Country by Warm Riders. That's what I'm talking about. Oh, there's a new McMuffin store in the valley that I want to go to. What? You said you were struggling with the McMullen McMullen part. (laughs) And there is a there is a breakfast English muffin store like they make they don't call themselves McMuffin but they oh, make wow. oh. English muffin sandwiches and that's what they specifically do 
and they're here in the San Fernando Valley. I don't want to go there. All right. Forget about Georgia by Lucas <laughs> For Valentine's Nelson. Day. That's where we're having dinner for Valentine's Day. <laughs> Heart of Gold, Neil Young by Leah Belvis and Belvins and Dusty Trails by Lucius. Muffin Can Stop Us in Studio City. I want to go check out Shouldn't Muff- it be called Muffin Can Stop Us Now? That should be what it's called. And especially that's one of the most romantic songs of all time. Starship. Muffin's going to stop. Muffin's going to stop us now. Muffin's going to stop us now. Muffin's going to stop us now. (laughs) I mean, they have turkey. They have, they have, I think they have some vegan proteins. They have actual muffins as well. Do they have coffee? Let's hope it's as good as Romancing the Bean. Yes. Romancing the Bean in Burbank is one of our favorite coffee places. As seen in the movie, We Are Your Friends, starring Zac Efron and Emily Ratajkowski. So, Dan, what do you have for us for your YouTube dive this week? Well, I went for a little change of pace. There's one, two, three covers. There's one fan video. And there's two random things I found from the title BMI Valentine that have nothing to do with Reliant K. And I purposefully, since there were so few, I purposefully didn't watch any of them ahead of time. So this is like you and me opening up a box of chocolates and we're going to find what we get. I thought you were going to say a box of candy hearts. Well, there's that as well, but we know you know the flavor you get with a candy heart. It's chalky. It's barely tastes like anything. It's sandy. Some vaguely it tastes everywhere. like chocolate. I hate candy hearts. <laughs> Coarse, they get everywhere. Not like you. You're soft. You smell good. <laughs> it's an interesting in- interpretation of that line from my uh, episode two. So here is uh, the best of the Star Wars movies. There, yeah. I said it. It's literally, it's the worst one. It's not the worst one out of all episode, of them. Out of all of them, no. I mean, I totally just. I'm done with the sequels, but out of the prequels... You weren't 14, a 14-year-old girl. They weren't catering to you, Danny. I understand. (laughs) But objectively, the second one is the worst of the three. Because one, as bad as it is, Phantom Menace, as bad as it is, it has the echoes of actual filmmaking. Like, there's real sets. There's a lot of CGI, of course, but there are real sets. They actually went out to the desert. There's actual, still, like, puppeted. There's some puppeted uh, aliens. Like, I know they replaced Yoda later with a CGI Yoda. But there's, you know, when they're walking through Mos Eisley, <coughs> there's still actual foam rubber aliens You don't, you don't like Dexter Jexter? Yeah. I love Dexter Jexter. That's so weird. Or Kit Fisto. Kit, why is there a 40s diner in space? Why not? That's hella cyberpunk right there. <laughs> but, but Star Wars isn't cyberpunk. So? Every world can look different, Danny. There's so many worlds. Sure, we only ever go to like four planets, but I mean, still. You can make an excuse for like the fact that like you know, people in the Star Wars universe have 70s haircuts, sure. You know? You know where they never go in Star Wars? Petticoat Planet. (laughs) 
They don't. They never go. They never cross over with any of the Charles Band space universe. It's they never. The they real never missed see, opportunity. They never go to the Metal Storm. They never do any of the. They never see Trancers. They never go to any of those fictional full moon features planets. All right. Anyway, speaking of filmmaking, here is Michael Sabby on YouTube with a thousand views from four years ago with uh, a fan music video that you actually found through Google and you double-checked with me and I was like, oh yeah, this was this is on YouTube. So here is this fan video. And then we'll do the covers after that. So, I mean, I don't know if that's Michael or someone that Michael is directing, but a young man walks out and sits on some cold, cold steps. Now he's wearing like a short sleeve shirt. Cool East Coaster. Keeping it cool in the winter. Speaking of Patreon content, he looks like he could be an extra in Twilight, which Twilight soundtrack coming oh, yeah. up also on Patreon. He this does month. look like Mike Newton from yes. Twilight. Not to be confused with the Mike Newton we went to college with. I know it's the weirdest thing. <laughs> it's the weirdest thing that one of Bella's random human friends is the name of someone we knew in real life. And then they all just kind of disappear, even though they, they remain characters throughout the book series. They disappear in the movies. In the movies, yeah. You'll hear all about it at patreoncom Hawkinspot. <laughs> so it seems like it's just him sitting there, just kind of looking a little sad, and then the lyrics. It's a lyric video. The lyrics are dancing across the stairs next to him it's nice he's not even lip-syncing along or anything he's is he gonna get up at any point it's cute but it's just one shot no i don't know i'll try fast forwarding i i perp- i've seen Some this- little hearts keep showing up in the in the in the lyrics i've seen this video come up a lot like randomly when it's like oh you're searching real line k stuff here's a pretty popular fan video and i've seen this max res default of this person sitting on these cold steps but I never knew that that's all there is to it. And now I'm getting to see it. This happens on the podcast all the time where there's like a cover for a song where we haven't done yet that just pops up in the search results all the time. And oh, then like, he just gets up I'll and get walks off at the very end. Yep. That was real simple and yeah. sweet and nice. Yeah. Video by Michael Savvy. Happy Valentine's Day is what it says on the screen. So now we will watch the first of the three covers and this is whoops i turned on my flashlight instead of hitting screen record here is jl music with a cover of bmi valentine i didn't know your dad played music oh yeah my that's such a weird joke (laughs) (laughs) my dad's first initial is j and technically his last initial is l that all makes sense (laughs) But this is J-A-Y, the first name J, and last name E-L-L, J-L. And this is a cover of BMI Valentine by Relying K. You say that's so weird, but I can't see the spelling. I don't have the the video in front of me. I understand. I understand. I'm sorry. Sorry to criticize your hilarious joke about initials. All right, I, I see where I see where we stand. No, I love you so much. You're my Valentine. I didn't say anything about. I didn't accept that. Let's not fight over jokes on the podcast on Valentine's Day. <laughs> That's something we do every other week on the podcast. <laughs> Sing it alone. 
and there's so many different girls that I would like to know. And so I take the singer's box and I end up going out alive. It's a lonely life, sitting on top of the charts, only every night. Exquisite taste, expensive wine, and now I'm winding like I don't know if I have a heart. Be my Valentine. That was really lovely. I really, really like nice. that. You yeah. know what else I've been really intrigued by is the video under it where there's a singer who looks a bit like Weird Al <laughs> and it's called Ninja Sex Party right. and the drummer is wearing a shirt that says no Hue- no Huey, no news, no thanks. This is one of the Game Grumps. Oh, and this okay. this is the band of one of the Game Grumps. He's the not so Oh, grump. gotcha. <laughs> You know, I don't I'm know grump. which one that is. You, well, you see the little cartoon faces fly in, and one's like, I'm grump, and the other one's like, I'm not so grump. That's the not so grump. Yes, I've heard that theme song quite a few times when you've put them on before. Yeah. So anyway, and that's why, cause then I'm, because we've been watching so many uh, video game videos on YouTube recently that now it's like, well, you want to watch even more and more millennial video game videos. And to periphery, like their side projects and their bands. So here's another cover, and this is by Andreas Flores. Andreas Flores. I don't know if I'm pronouncing that correctly. I apologize if I'm not. A N D R E S is the first name. F L O R E S is the last name. And this is from three years ago. Andreas. Andreas Flores. Thank you. Flores. I'm an alcoholic, I'm a party of the machine It makes you grab your wallet when you're at the country songs And you can your folks singing along I work a music road, it's a tough road And only there's so many different girls And I would like to know So I check the single box and I end up going down the line It's a lonely life Sitting on top of the trumpets Only every night This was a taste now I'm mining light I don't know if I have a heart Be in my Valentine I know it doesn't So it's like we can just basically play the first minute of these covers and get the sense of everything going on. It's not like, you know, sometimes when we play covers and a song is more complex and I'm not really getting the stuff at the end at least this song is one flow for the full two minutes so like i don't have to worry about feeling like i missed anything towards the end of the covers so that's great you like that too i do i like that a lot sorry i uh, Supergirl's over here <laughs> doing her praise and worship <laughs> My dolls that are going to go in my creepy, my creepy, creepy white dolls house, house. Jessica has <laughs> had on the table for weeks. We've done multiple episodes, a Supergirl action figure and a Captain Carter action figure that I got her for Christmas. Look, we the Captain Carter one. Yeah, I've had the Supergirl one for a couple of years now. But yeah, oh, I, we don't have room in our apartment for two desks. And with Danny working from home, he gets priority of the desk. So I kind of moved my stuff off the desk to the Who kitchen table desk? where we 
don't have, know where to put it. We don't have room for it. <laughs> to the our kitchen table, which is where we podcast from. And so I sit here to do my computer work during the day, unless I'm on the couch with it. So I just like moved my stuff from the desk over here. And so that is why I have my, my action figures on the table. <laughs> excuses, excuses. They were standing up, but then I was worried at the beginning that they were adding to that sort of reverb that was happening th- from the microphone. Well, Captain Carter's <laughs> shield is made out of vibranium, so it's possible. Actually, no, then it should cause uh, no vibrations. Well, then we have a third cover here, final cover. This is Friend of the Pod, Adam Goff. Now, I would Ooh. like it if Adam would change the lyrics to, like, be my Adam Goff. <laughs> so Adam Goff wants you to be his Adam Goff. Okay, it would be I am Adam Goff. That gotcha. should be that's what he should change the lyrics of the hook to. So let's see if that's what he does. My name is Taylor Jean and I'm an alcoholic. I'm a part of the machine that makes you grab your wallet when we write the country songs to keep the country folks singing along. Music roll, too tough for all the holiness of many different girls that I would like to know. And so I check the single box, I ain't going out alive. It's a lonely life, sitting on top of the charts, only every night. Where's it taste? Expensive wine, and now I'm one in line. I don't know if I have a heart. it's good stuff it's super nice yeah it makes it a little bit more like a bar song adam's got that great voice that just sounds so like coffee shop coffee shop down to earth earthy something like that i don't know those aren't good descriptors you know what i never noticed (laughs) until right now is that you and adam groff have the same kind of hair like you look like you could be related are you secretly related not that i know of no i mean that'd be interesting uh i got no quip to respond to that because i'm looking at this stuff so um no to answer you no uh we're almost done here i'll skip i found this one thing that came up from bmi valentine which is a lady like just shopping pov style at walmart in 2020 for what their valentine's offerings were but we're gonna skip okay um that sounds fun it's by coco auntie mail coco oh that's her email here Hi friends, it's Auntie Cuckoo. I am Auntie Cuckoo. Her email is Auntie Cuckoo mail at gmail.com or whatever. Let's go shopping. So it's this is like, Auntie Cuckoo going to buy one of everything at the the, the in the Walmart section? I had a boyfriend do that once. He was like, I don't know what to get you for Valentine's Day, so he just got me like one of everything at Target. <laughs> Like, oh, thank you for all of these items. Oh, great. That's what I got to do? <laughs> I don't know why you're rubbing that in my Please face. Please don't. <laughs> well, if I went to Walmart, you get more for your buck there. So she's just showing all the products. Auntie Cuckoo. So instead, we'll end on this. This is actually titled. Now, I don't know why that video came up with BMI Valentine. It was in the tags for some reason. 
but I found another video on YouTube that is actually titled BMI Valentine. It has nothing to do with Reliant K. It might even be from earlier than that song. This is uploaded... Yeah, it is. It's from 10 years ago. This is uploaded by Roy Pable. Roy, P-A-B-L-E, if you want to go look for this video. It's from 10 years ago. It's got 70 views. It's one minute long. It's a low-res video of some people eating at a restaurant that kind of looks like maybe a Denny's or something. We can decide. Here's the video. Good lord, what is happening? Oh my gosh. So it's this haunted... They're at his shakies. Oh, they're at his shakies. That's even worse. <laughs> they're at his shakies pizza. So it's just this family in a really... too sexy for <laughs> I don't know what this song is. It is not BMI Valentine. No, it's not. So is it like this family, and they're all women. It's like a family or friends or whatever, but they're all, you know, varying ages, which made me think they were a family. And they're just at Shakey's Pizza, and they're just having a great old time, eating with spoons. Are they having soup? What do you eat at Shakey's with a spoon? What is this song? I'm going to try to Shazam it from your phone. BMI is going to come after us, Danny. Right. How great would it be if BMI... It wouldn't be great. But how fitting would it be if BMI decided to uh, sue us after this episode? So I don't know if Shazam's going to identify that song. If you know what that song is, please let us know. There's no other context Shazam's like, this is tough. <laughs> so I don't think Shazam's going to help us out. Scroll down. Is it linked or no? It's, no. It, doesn't have a co- it doesn't have a copyright strike on it? Oh, wow. All right. Well, maybe it's their oh, original no, no, song. The song. Oh, yeah. The song oh, is tagged go. by YouTube uh, ad revenue or whatever. This is Deathstroke Compassion by, from the album Life Equals Death by artist Global Wave System. Find the hotel. Interesting. I don't know what this song is. I had to play some commercials and then maybe we'll hear the full song. Because what better way to... What better example of... Uh, I put Global Wave System into uh, Spotify and the first thing it came up was Global Wave System song by Natural Ocean Environment. Well, this is Global Wave System, one word. Oh, Jessica, you're still using Spotify. I'm just kidding. I just hung my head in shame. <laughs> no, it's fine. It's way more complicated than, like, Michelle Obama's on Spotify and stuff. Like, the whole Joe Rogan thing. I agree, he fucking sucks. But, and Spotify sh- needs to do something about it. They did do something. They finally pulled a bunch of the episodes, and then all this footage of him saying really racial things came out. <sighs> Whatever. But it's more complicated than just let's all leave Spotify. All right. I just found Global so Wave System on, on, on Spotify. They have 12 monthly listeners. Uh, all of their songs have less than a thousand listens. And their number one song is Soul Like Ice. I'm surprised that their number one song isn't Compassion Deathstroke. The song from BMI Valentine from YouTube where these people go to Shakey's and eat some soup. 
Shakey's is awful. Whoa, I'm going to take you to Shakey's for Valentine's Day. Oh, you absolutely are not. <laughs> you absolutely I'm sure a lot of people not. like Shakey's, but it's like Shakey's pizza is like if you put like a pound of sugar. It's like basically if you put your Valentine's Ugh. Day candy into the pizza sauce. Yes. Uh, so this album says that it's from 1993 and their follow up is from 1999. I think we finally found the artist that we're going to pick up with when we finish run, run out of Reliant K song. Fans also like Clank, oh. a different kind of cop. Clank is a Christian Medge. industrial metal band. Yeah, I'm not familiar with any of these other. That's the so- Way Sect Bloom. Yeah, you know, sometimes on Spotify, like when there's like local artists from that I remember, that I, I'm like, oh, good, this album's on Spotify. And then the the recommended artists are just the most random assortment of things because it really has no idea what to tag it with. And it probably, maybe it tags it with what other people have listened to. But Clank is an industrial Christian metal band, so it's... Oh, wow. Yeah, from Tooth and Nail. I just really wanted to listen to Medge. Medge has zero monthly listeners, but I <laughs> love this song. They have two songs on Spotify, uh, and I just love this very stretched out album cover that they're oh, using. Oh, wow. Of a gentleman An doing the like thinking thing. Sunglasses on his head. Like, nice not shirt. over his eyes, but like tilted up on yeah, top of his head. Yeah, tilted on his head, and he's got his thumb in his finger on his chin like he's thinking deeply but the photo is elongated the photo is elongated (laughs) to fit stretch to fit like they didn't have content aware stretch and they wanted it to fit this exact square fascinating nice song though very pretty don't see how he's related to clank (laughs) oh i'm sorry it's uh, okay so on the the album itself it says m dot edge Whereas the Spotify listing is Medge. All right. Well, again, we found more this is artists. A very with- nice little little Valentine song, actually. Well, this can carry us out. Medge can carry us out. So, thanks for listening to our Valentine's episode. Our final, for now at least, our final specific Valentine's episode yeah. on Sadie Hawkins Pod. Unless Reliant Kate comes out with more valentine's day songs or we decide to just start from the beginning again <laughs> do candy hearts next year no one wants we that. are gonna redo songs eventually but i don't know which ones we're gonna do and when happy valentine's day and thanks for listening so dan do you like this song more or less or the same as before the same honestly like oh you know technically i learned and realized more about the lyrics and what's going on and what bmi valentine really means yeah so that really entices me more about this song and unlike what Sputnik Music said there is something more deep here. This is not just sugary, sweet and disposable like Valentine's Day candy. Sorry Sputnik Music, but you're wrong there. And e- But even though I realize that there's more going on under the surface of this song than I originally ever realized I still, as a song overall, it's like the it's, it's not it's not completely of the six holiday songs. Sorry, I'm making this answer so long and verbose. Of the six holiday EP songs, Jessica's laughing. Of the six holiday EP songs, the worst one to me is the cup. Like flat sure. out, it's just the sure. most out of control in a bad way. Like, what are we doing? What's going on? It's fun, but it's it's just it's not a well constructed song. So that's the lesser of the six songs. 
this personally is a very good song, but it's just to me the lesser of those remaining five songs on the three, the two holiday EPs. Yeah, yeah, I can definitely, I can definitely agree with this being sort of the last, definitely the third track on this right. EP. Making sense there, uh, but yeah, I, I think I did enjoy it more listening back to it nice. than I had previous in previous times listening to it. So very good. Well, we will. We'll tip our hat to you. <laughs> no one can see this visual bit at the end of the podcast. I'll take a picture. <laughs> April has a little cowgirl hat that we put on the dog. We put this little cowgirl hat on the dog. It's a cute little cowgirl hat. I just put it on and I say, won't you be my Valentine, Jessica? Tipping my little dog hat. My little pink dog hat. My little pink cowgirl dog hat. Happy Valentine's. Just wasted 94 minutes of your life. Yeah! 91. Son of a bitch!